Blog Talk Radio. We had all these yes. wonderful homes in 
Rancho Palos Verdes, wham. Yes, yeah, I, I did that. hear about that. Oh, my God. Um, it was five, six houses fell out into a ravine. And not cheap houses either, man. Well, fuck the rich. There is, there is yeah, no cheap house there. <laughs> well, fair point. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that area is like... Well, you're you can see the water. It's, it's the result of the, the floods and it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, but he had a modest house compared to the other people up the street. Oh yeah. However, Grandpa I always, Isaac was a uh, government. Yeah, he was government money, and he would knock ravens, the roses. He would cure it with some of the most beautiful and one of the last of their kinds. They actually had registered numbers. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Did you know that he was the chief medical officer on the monkey moonshots? Werner von Braun shook his hand and thanked him for funding. How weird is that? Well, wow. I knew he did a lot of speech writing for the president. I know he wrote for Ike and a couple of, and and uh, the Surgeon General and stuff like that. But it I was didn't for the Surgeon that. General, yeah. And he yeah. he was one of the guys who came up with the concept uh, and implemented uh, the MASH unit. Interesting. Yeah, his, his his grandfather once walked up to me and said, "This is what I do for fun." And he brought down his thesis, and it was all this like <laughs> abstract geometry that I would never understand in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> he's he a freaking genius. He he taught mathematics. He, yeah. he was a professor at University of Milwaukee. And he walked from Russia to France, which is a story unto itself. We don't we could do a podcast on oh my Isaac God, and we his so life. Could. I mean we still have the it's audio right. tapes of his oral history, right? We do. We have Kogan clan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I maybe I'm serious. Maybe we can talk about that because he's kind of an unsung mm-hmm. hero. A freaking life, man. I I would I would be down with that. You're right. He, it, it would make for Macar- interesting radio. He and he did actually talk about the McCarthy era at the very end of those tapes. Yeah. And he wouldn't talk about that in person, which was interesting. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, no. We'll talk about that off air. We never the rest We got we got to keep on visit because I have a lot of all the sexy witches. The one causing that though is my is my partner crime in Atlanta, the voice of violence, the son of celluloid, the pretty southern sorcerer. Please welcome to the show, Atlanta Georgia's own Nathan Hamilton. Welcome to the Sexy Witches again. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between. It is a pleasure to be here. And did my ears deceive me, or did I hear that a landslide was threatening some prized rare roses? No, no, that was two different it's stories. Different but but uh, different parts of Palos Verdes, but um, uh, Aaron's grandfather used to live there. So we both know the area pretty well. And actually, uh, one of the contestants in the madness, uh, Lynn Johnson, she oh, lives yeah. on the other side of the, the mountain there. She lives right across from the Donald Trump Palos Verdes golf course. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's what, and Marine Land. Scary, right? The ex-Marine the ex Land's on oh, that side, too. And the former Marine Land. Oh. Yeah, no. But, you know, Marine it's land. probably for the best. So let's yeah, see. Right. 
is the echo fix. Oh, Nathan, yeah. I think the echo's fix. Well, yeah, I shut the door. Was <laughs> <laughs> that all it was? I think oh it was, God. but the reason, but the reason I was asking if the landslide had actually threatened some prize roses, which is what I thought I heard, is I'm all turning a negative into a positive. That may be the way to introduce Biolante into the American MonsterVerse. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so I want to, like, bring up – I'm going to go ahead and lead off. Thank you, Nathan. Um, and say that uh, this is – we're going to do a quick recap and preview of shit we're looking forward to before I give the mic fully to Aaron Kogan here. But the first thing I want to ask the sexy witches is, is did they watch the kaiju teaser trailer – for the new Godzilla movie yesterday that dropped. No. Not yet. Ah! Go watch it. Yeah. It's only, it's only a minute and a half. Seriously, on air. Go watch it. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I posted the poster for it. Yeah, well, the poster is cool. Yeah. And, then, and then, of course, right before air... Uh, Ty West, fuck Ty West. I'm mad at him fuck and Ty love West. him at the same. But uh, he just dropped the most gorgeous poster for Maxine. I've seen in a while. Oh. It is absolutely badass. I, I it was so good that it's on my profile right now. So if you haven't looked at it, I know Raven thought, go look at it. It is gorgeous. Oh my god! Like everything about it is correct. <laughs> you know, my my evil genius is with me right now, and they looked at the poster goes. They're hot. I'm like, yeah, of course they are. It's me a goth. As Maxine, in no less. Yay. I had to bring those things up because, like, that kind of excited me. So <laughs> I get excited easy. What about you all? That Godzilla Zero trailer has got me hyped. Oh, good. I'm God. so looking forward to it. I, I've been and really we, enjoying it. Go ahead. We have we have the Japanese release date. It's gonna be November third, Godzilla Day, and I'm really hoping they haven't announced the United States release date. I'm really hoping they do a simultaneous multinational release because I would love to go see that on Godzilla Day. I I will say I have had some birdies I've been talking to about the release date, and the prediction is December first for America. A month later. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So, Early Christmas, what can I say? That's a rumor. <laughs> Count that. It's a, it's a good rumor, but rumor nonetheless. So that's why I'm putting that. What right was that now. date again? December 1st. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just watched it. And it's pretty you, great. It's pretty great, right? <laughs> oh, good. So we're all in agreement on that. I'm so happy. Yep, you're it. right. I'm looking at the poster right now, and it says December 1st. Yeah, uh-huh. the trailer said December 1st at the end of it also. That's the American release, but they're getting... I must have watched the Japanese version. Right, right. Maybe fan, maybe um, Fathom Events will do a special release. They've been really good about releasing the new Shins. So um, they were the Shin Ultraman, which um, Nathan and I saw. And oh, then, right. Uh, he, they did the... What was the other Shin one, Nathan? We didn't Kevin Ryder. Yeah, Game and Rhyme. So they've they've been kind of knocking it out of the park with modern kaiju on five events. So fingers crossed. We'll hope maybe that'll be happening. Um, 
And and then the Maxine poster. I'm not even a Ty West fan, but I did enjoy X and Pearl, and the poster is exciting to me. And the cast at the top of the of the of the poster is also very solid. So that's good. I'm all excited. Now I'm going to talk more later, but I'm going to throw this. Yeah, minus one. I'm going to throw this to Raven because I have a question for you, Raven. Yeah. How did your show go? Oh, it was lovely. Um, it, it was pretty interesting because the forecast, uh, it was supposed to be high 80s and pretty sunny. And my show was different personifications of love. And there's a character named Celia who starts inducing Zeus's thunderbolt. <laughs> and during that line... All of a sudden, there was a thunder and lightning storm. It hailed. There was a tornado. There was a water spout. And it stopped right when our show ended. And we, um, you know, basically put out the fire and let them go on their way. It was pretty spectacular, especially because uh, it was completely unexpected. But it was, you know, I couldn't have... I couldn't have made my own sound design that amazing. <laughs> so I was very grateful for that. It was pretty badass. Um, a pretty good turnout for what they were, and um, all the actors were amazing. Well, that, I'm amazing. so glad to hear that. It's, it's a good turnout, right? Yeah, it was a pretty – I think we had um, – you know, a higher turnout than is average for those readings because they're really just kind of, um, it's not even a workshop yet. It's just the first step to see how it looks in front of an audience. And um, so you never know how many people are going to be there, but I'd say it's about the house was about two thirds full for a free Sunday reading at the same time as the pride parade in town. (laughs) Not too shabby. That's that's fantastic, especially since I just listened to NPR and this morning they had this article about regional theater, how in danger it is right now, and it scares me. So I'm really glad to hear that yours is doing okay. So let's keep hope it stays that way. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on here, wood. Here. Pray to was it Saint Genesius if you're Catholic? I think that's mm-hmm. is that yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> What, uh, and so you also said you watched something you wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what's wrong with me, uh, but I need somebody else to have the same problem I have. <laughs> Therefore, I am recommending the show Match Me Abroad. It's on HBO Max. It looks like probably a TLC type show. I'm not sure. Everything about it I generally hate. I don't really like reality. I don't really like dating shows. I don't really like people who jump into a relationship with a stranger reality shows, especially. However, there is something so hypnotic about this damn show. And the other thing they do is they'll take like 15 minutes worth of footage and then chop it up and then show you like five minutes before the commercial and then the same five minutes after the commercial. So you end up watching one episode and you've seen their dates like six times. 
but there is something very endearing about some of these people. Um, they're all, all the people looking for love are in America and, uh, or rather Americans and the different locations they go are the Czech Republic, Colombia, um, and Morocco. And yeah, so, and then they have a matchmaker in each country and they'll set them up on three different dates. And then, like, you know, see what happens. And it doesn't seem like these people are getting any money because they keep talking about how this is the most expensive thing they've ever done in their life. I can't imagine how much a matchmaker must cost, but I'm sure it's something no one in my tax bracket can afford. So that's something that's kind of interesting. (laughs) There is... Um, someone I'm super rooting for, and his I believe his name is Harold, and he's on the spectrum. Uh, he has a lot of autistic tendencies. He has a hard time reading cues, uh, but he's like a suspenders and bow tie guy. He has a sketchbook where he makes inventions. Like He's adorable, and he has no idea how to talk to a woman at all. Um, and I think the show kind of, I don't know if they, um, if they're making it worse or better, but geez, I want to, I'm rooting for him so bad. And the date they had on the most recent show, um, he's one of the ones in, uh, the Czech Republic. He met this lovely Czech lady who's super into yoga and she's a Trekkie and they got along swimmingly. She's super into like Assassin's Creed and they started talking about, video games and stuff and cannot stop rooting for them to have a fairy tale ending and I don't know why I care I hate dating shows but god damn there's something just so effective about this one so please check out Match Me Abroad check back with me and let me know if I'm insane or if it sucks you in too I have to know now Um, not really either or right either or (laughs) don't know (laughs) but I am for the next well, episode. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you may as well. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So that's what I've been doing. Um, so, <laughs> Nathan keeps having technical difficulties, oh. but, he's back, mm-hmm. but he's back on. So Yay. I just want to say, at the beginning of that review, you said the statement, I'm not a big fan of reality. And I think all of us can... <laughs> Kind of, here, here. kind of relate to no, that. Yeah, I stand by Fair that. Reality. Um, TV yeah. or uh, any other way. Yeah, not yep. a fan. I think we can all relate there. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> even. I wanted to throw this out to Nathan because one of the things that's happened, mm-hmm. we had a bunch of concerts that we went to. And as the ultimate Cure fan, and, and and Aaron also got to go to the show on his coast, why don't you give us a review of the, your first stadium show in several years? Yeah, that was the first big stadium show I've been to in a long time. And man, I've never gotten to see the Cure. I, I feel like I've completed the goth kid tribunal that now I've seen <laughs> Bauhaus, the Sisters of Mercy, and the Cure. So, like, holy shit, that was a good show. It was almost three out. Like, there's, 
I think about it, and there's not a lot of bands I know that could play almost three hours, and I wouldn't look at my watch one time. And mm. that old time I was like, this is fucking amazing. And they they sound great. Like, it's amazing that a band this far into their career still sounds as good as they do on their early albums. Like, live, they sound amazing. And the the my one song, the song that was ubiquitous in my teenage years because being a child of the 90s, The Crow was a huge yeah. <laughs> influential moment in my teenage years. So they played Burn about halfway through the show. And I just sat there and had a moment where I was 14 again, listening to The Crow play that live. And I mean, listening to The Cure play the song from The Crow live. And it was perfect. If you have a chance, I don't know if that tour is concluded yet or not, but if it is coming to a, a city near you, it's worth the trip to go see it. Like that was an amazing show. I think the North American uh, leg of the tour is over. All right, now it involves plane tickets, and it's still <laughs> not necessarily. Based on our last chart listing, you know, we had listeners in Croatia and Iran, so there might be something close to them where they wouldn't have to take a plane. Like here goes lots of interesting places. Okay, I'm absolutely yeah. going to be a film called The Cure live in Croatia. Like, I need that in my life. Yeah, into it. Nathan said something to me during the show. He was like, I, this makes me remember why I don't like going to stadium shows, and this also reminds me there are some bands worth going to stadium shows for. And yeah, it, it, yeah and, 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 and yeah, that was my first stadium show since Pink Floyd in 1994. So, I have, yeah, so I, that was a big deal for me. So, um, I, I, I like mid-sized venues, except for, I will say that the Roxy sucks. Um, oh. Hopefully our experience with Danzig is better in September, but I had a miserable experience at the Eel, uh, not oh. the Eel, the Pixies concert. And it wasn't anything to do with the band. The band was, they were the Pixies. <laughs> you know, and I got to see it, but I had to leave early. It was not pleasant. And a lot of it had to do with the way the venue was and the people in the venue. Uh, this audience was weird. Um, but mm. anyway, you know, I think that's been a trend lately of weird audiences. Um, the Cure was amazing. We also, Levy and I went to Weezer. Um, and that was off the chain. Um, Weezer had, like, The Cure and Weezer were the two best concerts I saw um, in the last couple of weeks. So I, uh, I, I, I went mostly because Levy really loves Weezer, but I had a great time at that show. They had this all loose theme that was kind of cool, where they were using their songs, not chronologically, but as a narrative of their lives. And then they had these really cool, like they had a fake car dashboard and a windshield and a rear view mirror. And they had various visuals on each of those elements. And um, it was really fun. Like it was a really good show. And the audience there was great. Um, I actually, Nathan, I really liked that venue. Other than the parking, you were absolutely 100% right about how schizoid the parking is. 
Uh, but uh, the the venue itself is comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I've I was seen, totally God, I saw, I saw Alice Cooper open for Motley Crue there, which was weird, and I saw Perfect huh. Circle there, and they were both amazing shows, amazing amazing staging. The the way the stage is set up allows for great setup, so I'm not surprised that Weezer had a great setup on that on the stage of the Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, that's what they're calling it. It's up in Alpharetta. It's the Ameris Bank Amphitheater. You know, I never can keep like track on names because they keep changing them all the time. So I don't know. Especially around here, things change names like at a drop of a hat, like licensing rights. There's a lot of stadiums and arenas and stuff around here. Um, Atlanta has a bunch of them, you know. It did have an Olympics once upon a time. So, um, let's mm. see. So, those are the, and then uh, we also saw the Eels, which was a bit disappointing. He started out strong and then didn't, it kind of fizzled out. It wasn't a really good show. Um, I was oh. a little disappointed. He only played a couple of songs I really liked. And then he didn't really do them well. And I was like, okay. Oh. Uh, but the openers were surprisingly good. And one of them was, I didn't even know he was on the ticket, was Puddle's Pity Party, who I have never seen. So, oh, nice. so that was Puddle's a, always kills it. A yeah. of a silver lining right there, right? And, <laughs> and Puddle's was performing less than a mile from the Star Bar, where he used to be a bartender. So. Nice. Yeah. So, an, Atlanta, an Atlanta boy through and through. That, that <laughs> and he really killed cool. it. Yeah, so that that was like the saving grace of that evening. Uh, you know, um, it was a nice evening. It just could have been more. And uh, also the Eels had the unfortunate of following up the cure, which was pretty mind-blowing. Now, so. the, the, ra- <laughs> the, rapper, the rapper who opened for Puddles and the Eels, whose name I cannot remember at the moment, and I'm kicking myself because I would love to give him a shout-out. He was awesome. Yeah, he was fun. He was really good. Who opened was... for The Cure when you saw them? The Midnight Sad, which I'm guessing they got that name from playing goth Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest name, but I I really love them, and Natalie really loved them, too. I honestly can't say because we got to our seats like right as they were ending, so I didn't catch a lot of them. But but some of the people I've talked to that went to that show were really into them. So yes, go check them out. Kind of had an early U two feel, kinda. Kinda. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I like them. Oh, well, I, I liked them. I saw a couple of their songs, and it was cool. Um, so that was a live show. I still have one more live show coming up. Uh, I have a show next week. I'm going to see Wicked um, at the Fox Theater. Never, never seen Wicked. I'm not, I was telling Raven before Aaron, I'm not the biggest Stephen Schwartz fan, even though that my first Broadway musical was Jekyll and Hyde. Just happened to be mm-hmm. that that was starting and cheap tickets so you know that's how it works in new york <laughs> um but um i am a huge gina mazel fan and uh you know mm-hmm. and the song defying gravity is absolutely iconic so time okay. to go see wicked um i have read the books the books are nothing like the musical yeah. <laughs> 
musical is way friendlier, but um, it's yep. I, I really enjoy the books. Um, so I think they're worth a read for sure. Um, and they're kind of timely right now. So, um, so Wicked Witch of the West and going to go series Defy Gravity. So that's the next thing. And that same week, Levy, my evil genius, is going to uh, School of Rock Camp. They've done this before. And they have a concert Wait. on Friday evening at 2 o'clock next week. So I'm going to get to see them perform. They've fronted bands before through School of Rock and perform at their school. So, uh, you know, it, I tried to keep them from a stage. It didn't work for about maybe a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And big surprise, they have a flair for their dramatic, just like their fam, their parents. So uh, you know, it is what it is. So that's basically it for my live stuff. I did watch two TV series. I mentioned it to Raven real fast. One is Black Mirror season six. Got that in. Uh, I hope everyone else did too. Did you? Not yet. Not yet. Uh... Okay. Um, I will say. Go ahead, go ahead, Nathan. If you want. um, I was just gonna say, this season contains some of the best episodes of Black Mirror yet, and a couple of the worst episodes of Black Mirror yet. (laughs) I would say overall, it was a good season. Um, The last two episodes do not quite fit the rest of the season. Uh, but the, the second to last episode kind of does. Um, it, I do like that a lot of the tech that they're focusing on for this season was retro tech. So cameras, VHS tapes, things along those lines, right? So um, there are a lot of peri- mostly mm. period pieces. The last two episodes have more of a horror slant, and this is not a spoiler because uh, – the, the people that are working on Black Mirror are actually developing a series called Red Mirror, which is going to be more supernatural and more horror-based than Black Mirror. Mm. Um, and the very last episode of this season is the pilot episode for Red Mirror. Um, so it doesn't fit the rest of the, of the uh, like, it doesn't fit the rest of the season at all. Um, so it's not a great episode of Black Mirror, but might be a decent episode of Red Mirror. Um, I will say for that episode, with all its flaws, that the music supervisor was fucking on point. I was really, really, I, I, I don't even want to spoil it, like how good the music choices were in that episode. Because um, it's a period piece, takes place in the 70s. Um, and um, I'll just say Watership Down and... And put me in, and you'll know what the theme song of that episode was, and it was like so good. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, so I saw that and I liked that. Okay, the other one was I watched the first two episodes of the new Superman last night. Um, oh yeah, and, and um, mixed feelings about it. Nathan, I liked it more than Nathan did, uh, but he, uh, but. Uh, you know, only two episodes in, so I'm, I'm going to still stick with it and see if it gets better. Um, Nathan usually says the reason why he didn't like it is more about the aesthetic than the actual plotting, which is totally fine. It's a Superman story after all. Um, how do you feel about it, Nathan? Nathan, are you still there? Is he gone again? Oh, my God, he's gone again. Did you hear any of that, Nathan? I was it just out said unmuted, and... so can you hear me now? 
Yeah, no. Yes. All right, the new I, I, the new Superman series. I do not dig the art style. As, as you know, I've said before, I'm not a big anime fan. The art style doesn't really do it for me, but I'm really interested in where they're going with these new interpretations. My interest in the characters overrides my dislike to the art style. So that's valid. Uh, I am trying to get him to watch Perfect Blue with me because it was on Joe Bob, and I yeah. know it's it's been rough for him, but um, it's such a good movie. Mm. I want to stick with it. Speaking of Joe Bob, <laughs> I thought it was awesome he showed Mad God this weekend, last yeah. weekend, because more people need to see that movie, and I guarantee you a lot of people did for the first time because of Joe Bob. So he's, once again, the force for good, um, bringing boobs, beasts, uh, and blood and breasts to the world in all the right ways. And his countdown totals for it, his drive-in totals, were the most uh, epic, amazing. <laughs> amazing drive-in totals I have ever and seen. And also, I have to interject, notice it's all one take. It is. That your right. is not edited. <laughs> it, it's so he great. nails it. It's amazing. Yeah, like, did you see Darcy's face, too, after he nailed it? He was like, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. So, and yeah, I, 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 I didn't rewatch the whole Mad God because I've seen it enough, but boy, is it good. And, and I watched all the interlude segments with Phil Tibbet because fucking Phil Tibbet was on the show, right. um, and what? you know he's he's a man god status, right? He's up there with Stan Winston, and you know, mm-hmm. and Robo Keen, and and Dykstra, uh, and yeah, and Dick Smith, and you know Fuck he was yeah. there for all of that. So I love him so much. The Starship Troopers is still one of my favorites. <laughs> Oh, it's such a perfect movie. I mean, it is so cheesy propaganda. And, oh, it's just so good. Anyway, they'll never do a film as good as that again. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, those are the main things I've watched. I, I, I've been trying to go out and do stuff. Matter of fact, at the Pure concert, I noticed everyone was my age. I'm like, oh, like, we're all oh, about the Gen Xers going to a concert. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And I made the security laugh. Yay. So, oh, that sucks. Because it was just like, yeah, was like, you know, I, I go to a lot of wrestling shows. And then, so I'm like, oh, that. I felt the same way about when we went to see Merciful Fate. Everyone was in their 40s and 50s at Merciful Fate. The metal show, I mean, there's a bunch of 30s and 20s in there, too. But, you know, it was a general, you're not on air. Generation X, though, like, represent, oh, that's fuck. Oh, (laughs) we are old. We are officially old. Matter of fact, I am going to be officially old on the 23rd of August. And and because of that, it, it just so happens that AEW announced that the show before they go to England, they're doing a huge pay-per-view in England, is August 23rd here in Atlanta. So guess who has 
ring size seats on her fiftieth birthday. Sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. We are floor B three, four, and five. We're second row, right on the corner where the ramp meets the ring, on the okay. on the villain side. No, zero side. Which side is right? Maybe maybe it's maybe right. We're on the heel side. We are on the heel side. I was right. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, so that's kind of a big deal because I'm turning 50. Not that I'm turning 50, but I get ringside for AEW. It's not something I'm going to be able to afford to do very often. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, before we play Scared, and I give the mic over to Aaron, let's discuss the Emmys real briefly. Hang on, hang on just a sec. Let, let Please let me go through a couple of movies be- right before it drops me again. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, okay, wait. Time go for it. Run. Yeah. Um, the last movie, that, the last new release I watched was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Have we all seen it? Oh, yeah. Have we all seen it? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, then I- no. No, That's I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt. Oh, whatever. <laughs> this is bigger than him. And I barely use him. Exactly. <laughs> it is ahead, to him too, and you can tell when you watch it. Don't worry about it. What is up with your phone, Nathan? Nathan got dropped again. again? As yeah, uh, what the going on here? Or laptop, whatever he's Ooh, let's on. Let's talk about him while he's gone. Um, <laughs> it, he, well, actually, he does have. An, uh, we went. To, we had a free show um, with his uh, promotion, South Deep South uh, uh, Wrestling at Das Barbecue. It was pretty cool. And um, oh, right. he, uh, yeah, yeah. And it did. It did pretty well, actually. A couple of my coworkers were even there. Uh, and uh, so they're doing it if again. If I had been in town, July. I would have gone. In July, he's doing it again. And then in September, there's a pay-per-view with the South Wrestling. Though I don't know if he's going to be part of that or not. But, All right, Sean. Um, I don't, I don't know how long. I don't know how long I have. I no, will wait. say Guardians, <laughs> Guardians was pretty good, but it didn't have high enough stakes for me. That was the only problem. However, we hmm. had a weekend where – the head Hauntress and the evil genius went and had a weekend at some awesome pinball arcades, which I will let them talk about in a Ooh. moment. But I had to come back early because I had to work on July 3rd because they couldn't give me the Monday off, even though I had Tuesday off, which is fucking stupid. But anyway, I Bummer. came home and made a point of going through as many movies on my watch pile as I could. So I just want to do a lightning round right quick before Ooh. it drops me again. So here are like the 15 movies I watched in 48 hours. Voodoo Apocalypse. I made it like 20 minutes into this movie and killed it because it sucked. Event Horizon, the Collector's Edition by Scream Factory. I bought it. I did not watch the movie again because it was the only special features. The Vinegar Syndrome edition of Showgirls. The special features were amazing, and that movie any right to. It is amazing. For the I watched two of the movies from the NASA 
Rabbit's non exploitation box set from Vinegar Soap. Brandon Oyster Not is Amazing. That thing was dubbed, was co directed by Joe And if you pause it at any point in the movie, it looks like a painting. Uh, there's one a title called Titanic Horror Night. Uh, it was in the Smut Without Smut line from Severn, I believe, where they take 70s porn, cut all the porn out of it, and just give you the acting. And it's amazing. Oh. It's just as cool as it sounds. Then I watched six movies out of the Full Moon Jess Franco box set, which you can, anytime Full Moon throws up a sale, you can get this box set for like 30 bucks, and it's worth every penny. Oh, it's Voodoo Passion, which is Macumba Sexual, but better. Uh, Love Camp. If you've seen a Women in Prison movie, you've seen Love Camp. Love Letters uh, and Portuguese Nuns. Uh, Lena Romay's Marquis uh, in Marquis de Sade, which has nothing to do with Marquis de Sade, but is a weird 70s psychedelic sexploitation flick. Okay. Blue Rita is Jess Franco trying to make a spy thriller. Which is amazing because Jess Franco doesn't know how to make a spy thriller. He just knows how to make sex exploitation, and the whole thing just ends up in a huge, glorious mess. And it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long-ass time, and I don't think it's trying to be. And Jack the Ripper, starring Klaus Kinski. And it is the most restrained performance I have ever seen from Klaus Kinski, which makes it fucking terrifying. Klaus Kinski, when he's not going crazy, is a terrifying performer. And and then the last night I watched, which um, the head haunters watched with me, was The Invisible Maniac. Oh, that was which awesome. Is, that is mad scientist B-movie schlock at its absolute best. It is so dumb and so much fun. I, I Yeah, no, check it out. I, I want a Joe Bob episode of that one. So uh, it's that good. So yeah, um, Nathan, is that all we watched? Is that everything you watched? Oh, great! You dropped him again. So perfect timing. And uh, oh, damn it. So Nathan, um, he was gonna probably leave at this point, anyways. Uh, so let's let him off the hook and put him out of his misery. And uh, uh, so, but thank you, Nathan, for being on the show. We gotta figure out why his, but you know, blog talk sound problems. It, it wouldn't be a, a show without them. Um, so, and, but, uh, yeah, he mentioned pinball museums. I went to two, two bar pinball arcades. Um, I like this thing that they do where they have old vintage pinball and eighties cabinet games with beer. Um, liked it a lot. Um, and the one, uh, had a full bar with whiskey and cocktails. And so we went to two. One was over the holiday weekend. One was in Ackworth and then is portal, which is actually a relatively, uh, famous arcade around here but it closed and moved locations and I moved here while it was in between locations and now I got to go so and and, and they had they take such good care of their machines uh, the bar was okay all they did was drink they have lots of microbrews and and hard seltzers and things like that um, but uh, no no whiskey there but the machines are in perfect shape like gorgeous, gorgeous machines, and they have my favorite medieval madness, 
I can play that game all friggin' day. I have played that game all friggin' day. Um, it was 25 bucks flat rate um, to go in all day. They do do hourly rates there. The other one is not too far, about 15, 20 minute drive to Woodstock, which is where we were staying for the holiday, um, is the Blue Ghost, which is little bit more emphasis on 80s cabinet games they don't have as many pinball machines uh though they do have the godzilla machine i play that one all the time um their machines aren't as in good shape as portal but 15 bucks and it's in and out all day that's totally worth the money right there and they have like i said a full bar with whiskey and they're they're also use their space because community space they had a chess club going on when we were there um, they allow, yeah, and they do role playing and uh, they have trivia nights and they had a, a Simpsons trivia night. If Nathan wasn't with us on Sunday, I would have definitely gone back to Blue Ghost and rocked the Simpsons. We would have won too with the Simpsons trivia, but uh, Nathan unfortunately had to go back to uh, Stone Mountain. Uh, I stayed in Woodstock for the weekend because they have the second largest fireworks display in Atlanta. Uh, so, and it was a really good fireworks display. I really enjoyed it. It was on the lake. It was very nice, hot, Georgia, something to deal with. <laughs> but uh, so that was that was my Fourth of July. Um, Raven, what was your Fourth of July like? Oh gosh, uh, you know my dog my dog got sick so i was watching him he has sorry. Um, he has like a tracheal collapse which happens in small dogs so uh i had to monitor him i i was just watching him puppy nurse all weekend uh but fireworks are illegal in my town but that didn't stop it and never does stop it from sounding uh-huh. like a war zone the entire week um Thankfully, Buttons is getting older, so he's, like, not too scared. He's, like, too busy to be scared by them anymore. <laughs> a couple got me, got my PTSD going, um, even though I was expecting it. But, uh, yeah, I didn't – sadly, I didn't end up getting to go anywhere because uh, puppy emergency. But he's, he seems to be on the up and up. On oh, I'm glad he's doing better. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what did you do for your 4th of July this year? Uh, 4th of July was uh, similarly affected with medical things. Uh, I was taking a friend of the family uh, to her dentist, and uh, her attending nurse person said, uh, yeah, I think she should go to emergency. And that ends up in the hospital, so that was fun. And then uh, Natalie's mom uh, had a series of small strokes, and we were – been oh dealing with that and then yeah and and then our yeah natalie's practically living there she said and it's true and um uh, we had a little uh unfortunate uh thing with lynn's ma uh grandma so we're dealing with things all over the place uh yeah. i think it's yeah uh natalie's uh calling it a hot geriatric hospital summer Oh my God! Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, Thank you. It's, especially like now they got through COVID, and now ugh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
we're, we're we're lucky right now. Everyone seems to be healthy on this end, so let's hope it stays that way. Though Saturday, I woke up to Levy puking her guts out. I don't even know. Thirteen-year-olds, they do that. So, um, but uh, not anything like that. So I'm I'm sorry that that happened, but I'm glad you guys are all here, and we can always make up for lost time. Uh, Raven, yeah. I'm going to let you go at this point. Anything else you want to talk about or bring up or plug before you go? And I'm going to give the mic over to uh, San Diego Comic-Con and uh, SAG after drama. So, right. Yeah. Uh, light your black candles. Open your circles to all the trans goddesses and gods in the universe including my favorite, Hermaphrodite, who, yes, was a god and goddess, and people forget, uh, and summon them to help support me as after this I have an interview for another directing spot for a theater company. Um, So, yeah, send all your good gay rainbow vibes. Uh, and I might have more queer theater to share with people. <laughs> what? Where is the book? Gosh, you know I can't go anywhere with besides L.A. and Portland. So this one's in Portland. Okay, I'm just curious which one it was. So, <laughs> um, well, we all put the good mojo out into the universe for that. Absolutely. Here, here. Uh, great. Here. Uh, I'm glad you were able to join us tonight and. Uh, we will talk soon. Um, next month, I mean, we're almost to madness, so it's time yeah. to start revving up some vampire shit. Get my cue ready already. I know. Uh, we were already talking about it, um, you know, because, you know, Nathan and you both want to do Euro trash stuff, so we got to figure out how to collab and work on this together because, yeah, yeah, vampires, right? Yeah, so, we should do a Zoom oh. meeting this and uh, I am going know, to announce people. something right now. Are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Before you go. I already know what the week three binge is going to be. Um, now, I'm not giving you full details, but it's going to be a TV show this year. Oh. Got it. And, and it's not Buffy. Got people it. Which one do you think it is? I have a guess. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Absolutely. Dark Shadows. <laughs> I am guaranteed. Um, I For sure, I'm going to have uh, Maniac Spinge Season 2 and 3, or two, two of the best seasons of television ever. The whole Angelica flashback sequences of yeah. Dark Shadows in those two seasons. Season 1 is good, but it's completely not it's canon only- with the rest of it. So yeah. um, It's not really supernatural in the first season. So I haven't figured out how many seasons I'm going to have people required to bunch. Uh, I'll probably let them have one season of choice, but I want two, three, and I think the season, and I forget, yeah, I think it's seven? I have to double check it. There's a really famous season where there's an evil dream that they're all having, and uh, a lot of and there's a lot of really famous music cues in that one, and uh, I was gonna have that be one of the seasons too. Um, it's a, it's this like evil dream leading back to destroy Barnabas, which is like, 
it, it's cooler than it sounds. Let's just put it that way. And for hmm. for for daytime television, I mean, the, the the dream sequences have big skulls and and guillotines and things like that. You know, things you don't normally see on the early mid morning television. You know, so right, and, and they're recording live and not editing. You know, they're just going. Have like, you it's ever pretty seen impressive, the bloopers? The, there's a lot of bloopers of Dark Shadows. Yeah, because really? Yeah. They're easy to find. Um, my favorite one is it's just a simple shot. I forget who is even in it, but one of the actors is walking past the grandfather clock that's always so prevalent in the in the main foyer of the house. And as he walks by, the whole thing just goes, BAM! <laughs> just, Whoa! <laughs> inches from hitting them. Uh, you know, it, it was like, whoa. <laughs> so that's my favorite Dark Shadows blooper because it's like, it was just something, you know, one of those things that just, you know, there's no controlling and could have been bad, you know, uh, like, a, it, but it was certainly a, a grandfather clock fail. Uh, so, so yeah. So anyway, Dark Shadows for sure. And no, the movie will not be involved with this. It's just going to be, right. unless, <laughs> though, I haven't ruled out making people watch the season of Ben Crosses because honestly I thought the Ben Cross Dark Shadows was pretty good. Oh right. So that maybe I require that. Huh. Those are I don't think I ever saw any of those. Really? There there's not very many of yeah. them. Um it's like one or two seasons tops and like only a few episodes. Uh they 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 are they honor the original as much as, more than the movie did. Um, and the oh, chick that played Angelique, hard. and yeah, I know the chick that played Angelique, and um, that version is also good. Um, oh. the it Van Cross is perfect. We know he can pull a vampire off. We've seen him in other vampire movies. Um, oh, that's the movie. Joe Bob was saying during uh, Dark Knight and Scarecrow that there's not many made for TV horror movies that are effectively horror and like I was and he said if you know one let him know and all of a sudden I thought about two uh, while he was talking I talked about the Toby Hooper one about the evil dress because I really like that one but it's not particularly scary but Nightlife Ben Cross plays a vampire in a movie called Nightlife that was on USA Network hmm. and that was actually pretty good I'm going to have to go look that up <laughs> research vampire research nice. so Raven we will do some vampire research together and I bid you adieu, farewell, beyond, and beyond. And don't forget to watch Good Omens, which comes out next week. Mr. I will hey. not forget. <laughs> you will not. I am watching as soon as it drops. Oh, my God. My favorite you, I I'm so excited for that show. They are so good. Yeah. David Tennant. Yep, favorite uh, romance. Oh, my God. It, my... my um, uh, my niece was like, he is, he is a, a, a total mood, is what she calls David mm-hmm. Tennant. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Just so you know, my tracker says I've watched 16% of Dark Shadows, which is approximately 167 um, episodes. <laughs> now, I actually am There's bringing a lot in of episodes. Ex- yeah, I'm bringing in an expert for this one, uh, one of our longtime friends, Catherine Marshall. 
She's oh. seen every dark episode, Shadows episode. So that's my like, goal, <laughs> cool, but it's, I'm on year five. Like, there's yeah. so many freaking so, episodes. It's insane. So, I, like I said, this is going to be a, a, curate, a very curated binge this season because I got to figure yeah. out how many hours and. We'll talk about all that stuff very soon. I'm going to create the madness thread very, very soon. So you uh, have a good evening and good film hunting. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Of course. <sighs> Bye, Raven. All right. <laughs> so we are down to two. It is just you and me, Aaron. This doesn't happen Second very often. the only one. It, no. It happens sometimes, though. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and and normally, and it still is technically the San Diego Comic Con preview because, as you know, you go every year, and also you've yeah. been starting to go to Midsummer Scream uh, on a regular yeah. basis. Well, because it's just the absolute shit, um, and all that is totally in danger. True that. Yeah. Talk about this. How do you feel? And explain um, why it's in danger. Sure. Well, uh, basically, uh, there are two sides. Um, there are the producers, and then <laughs> there are the writers and the actors, and basically working people with unions who, who depend on film and TV. And uh, producers are being dickholes. Can I say dickholes? I'm going to say uh, dickholes. Uh, dickholes is... Producer and dickhole, as I am a producer, um, I will let the dickhole slide because I don't have that kind of money. But I technically, I'm a producer, but I'm not part of the guild, so fuck the guild. There'd be yeah, you would never say our strategy is to, to bankrupt them. So, yeah, yeah. We're gonna so they lose their the homes and they, their apartments. What Fucking is this? A medieval castle? This is like Game of Thrones or medieval castle siege on Ryder? Right? Like, and the rumor the is that half of the producers guild was like, no, that's not really the way to go. And then after this blew up in their faces and everyone is saying, what a bunch of dickholes, uh, there's huge infighting between the producers. And I sure hope so. I, I hope they tear each other another one. Um, there's a federal, um, not moderator. What's the, the word? Negotiate. No, that's not either. Yeah, it was a What's moderator. The, mediator, okay. that's it. Mediator, mediator yeah, no, coming in. For Stag Astra. Yeah. For, but with, here's the thing. If the producers aren't negotiating in good faith and the negotiator sees it, the negotiator's going to say, fuck you guys, we're going with the writers and the actors who, as I understand it, uh, are basically saying, yeah, you can't use AI to take away our fucking jobs which seems kind of reasonable to me. Plus, AI sucks. Well, streaming is really a bigger, I think, ultimately a bigger threat of not getting residuals than AI. I mean, there there are laws protecting likeness. Uh, Yeah, but the sticking point is still AI. Producers have still not come around on that. But you're right. You're absolutely right. But, yeah, there there are laws we can adapt to AI. but AI is still something we don't understand, even though I don't know why we've been writing about AI since Asimov. But, um, huh. you know, we know how to solve this problem. We use the rules of three, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, 
you know. Hasn't but, worked uh, so far. But, you know, but their AI is popping up everywhere. I mean, even when you're applying you're right. for a job, um, they use AI to scan resumes now. Uh, yeah. So, you know. It, and that's controversial, read. too, because it's, yeah, it's it racist. Well, racist, and it can't read nuance. Good point. You know, it 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 won't validate the job because it doesn't recognize it as a job, but the person works worked for somebody directly or was working for self-employed, which is valid employment, but it can't read it that way, right? It reads it, oh, you didn't yeah. have a job, you know, because, you know, as we know, we all work for the man. Um, most yeah. people, a lot of the people I know don't work for the man, but I do know people that are out of work right now because they're writers, they're independent, but they're part of the Writers Guild and they're out of work. Um, there's a, this whole, when it comes to, uh, I won't get into too much about Atlanta here, but, um, there were 400 productions going on in Atlanta, um, yeah. uh, in April that went to a grinding halt, including Stranger Things, which I've already said I'm worried about because these kids are oh. aging out of their roles. <laughs> so yeah. we, need to, right. we need to finish it. Yeah, absolutely. I need to finish it. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, Nathan said one of the Marvel movies. Fine. Fine. Um, yeah. Marvel? The, the, the Marvels with the, the chick? I forget her name. What was her name? Blonde chick. Not very interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, not sure which one, but I know there's a bunch of Marvel projects that are on hold. I mean, yeah, basically, it, it, the current standing rules are you can't do voiceover work you can't do promo work you can't do work work and basically they said we'd rather you not go to comic-con they flat out said that well here's the thing we don't know yet in two hours yeah and and we will know if sag after is going on to join writers guild on the on the line I actually hope they do for the writer's sake because there's a lot of richer people in Sagastra than there are in the writer's yeah. guild. <laughs> As face it, there's money there. And we're talking about big money. Meryl Streep has already said she's going to pump a lot of her own money into the protests. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, woman's not wanting. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, but how let, let's talk about because we also want to talk about hope the hope that there will be stuff but you've already said that San Diego Comic-Con has had cancellation yeah um, well part of the thing that you do as your prep is you're given a certain amount of credits to spend on trying to get into panels and signings and uh, uh, exhibitor booths uh, Funko is of course the king but um, there have been a number of uh, signings that have just been flat-out canceled. I'm just, you know, holding my breath to see if the Archer panel is going to have anybody on it, if the signing is going to have anybody. I am extraordinarily lucky. I have been able to attend every single Archer panel, including when they were all shit-faced drunk reading a script on a boat, which was yeah. – one of my unforgivable or unforgettable uh, Comic-Con experiences. 
but I don't know. I, and, and I have every single poster that they've ever done at Comic-Con signed by the cast. I was even able to take one um, to a, another event uh, with an actor who wasn't there, uh, Pat Oswalt, and he signed that poster and said, oh, wow, that's really cool. And uh, I don't think I get a signed poster this year, the way things are looking. And the uh, biggest news of all is Hall H, the famous or maybe infamous Hall H, is completely closed on Sunday. Nothing is happening what? in Hall H. You heard me. What? Sunday Isn't is that your crazy? only chance to actually get in there. Oh, my God. Uh, the jokes and uh, the people naming their websites and blogs and everything else about Hall H, it was legendary. I mean, you, ever since, pardon me, ever since Twilight, people have had to line up and camp out overnight. The great lining. Exactly. And this year, um, a lot of uh, the sources that I follow are saying uh, you may not have to line up for anything, really, except, you know, merch on the floor. And uh, no Hall H at all. Nothing. Uh, We were hoping there was going to be a Funko. We were hoping there was going to be a Doctor Who and Zippo. How's what about Ballroom Twenty? That's always a, that's always the great saving grace. Ballroom Twenty and Indigo are still going strong. I'm happy to say. There's oh, a good. lot of other stuff. There's a lot of good panels. Oh, Holly, but, they know, never get in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'm a Hall H veteran from back in the day. Um, I only got in my... there once. Once, and that was for. <laughs> well, that's why you need for. to come back out. The Legion. Clearly. It was the Legion panel. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah, Natalie and I were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Natalie and I got into the um, panel for uh, Tron uh, way, way before the movie w- was out yet, and they recorded us, us all saying, D-Rez, D-Rez, and we're actually in the movie. They, they used that. And um, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Guillermo yeah, Guillermo del Toro is Natalie's favorite. I was actually going to say that right now, where he talked about uh, the Haunted Mansion movie that he was going to do, which we never got, sob. And uh, he was so funny. He, he said, uh, someone asked him uh, something about the old movie, and he said, well, let's just say I'm not returning Eddie Murphy's calls, and the whole place just busted up. But there were um, so many good things there. Um, I saw Miyazaki. Uh, for for God's sake, uh, Miyazaki has made two trips to the U.S. and I saw him in one. That's which is crazy. amazing. Speaking right? of which, I mean, Joe Bob shows Satoshi yeah. Khan's fucking perfect blue this week. Right. Oh my God! Right. So good. And it, did you notice how the uh, the, the mutants were kind of split down the middle. I mean, there are a lot uh-huh. of uh, the fans going, you know, what the hell is that shit? And then there's a lot of guys, you know, dude, be cool. Open up your mind. You know, it, we're all part of the, 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 the drive-in experience, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's I'm so glad you got to see Miyazaki. Um, you know, he's Miyazaki and he's got another movie coming out. Can you believe it? Yeah. He, he uh, is well. the worst at retiring. I kept telling you, I was like, I've never believed. He always says he's going to retire, and then he comes out with another movie. So this is at <laughs> least his fourth 
retirement breaking, maybe fifth. I don't know. And I don't care. As long as he's going, I'll keep going. Oh, gosh, that's a good question. But the real thing uh, that's got everyone nervous on this. Oh, I'll do it real uh, quick. Miyazaki. Um, But I was going to say the thing that people are kind of freaking out about um, is that there's no advertising for this movie at all. And they're all going, dude, is that going to work? And it's it's freaking <laughs> Miyazaki. Why why wouldn't it work? Right? Well, I mean, I I don't. Well, what, what, we will we will uh, make sure people know about it because that's our job. He's eighty two years old. Yeah, that's he was what, born I was in nineteen forty one. I was guessing eighty one. I was close. I, I knew he you was were it, closest like, without going over. So if this yeah. is price of price is right, you would have won. Oh, so I get a, I get a refrigerator. Oh boy, or yeah, or, or, what the or fuck a dinette set. Oh my god. Oh, or or shoes. That was rice aroni, the San Francisco treat, Bob. Hey, the chicken ones are awesome. Okay, <laughs> you can't take away from the chicken. I am never gonna knock uh, rice aroni. I'm from San Francisco, and we did eat that shit. We absolutely did. That's awesome. <laughs> So, and the, the chicken ones were always the best. So, and I, I will stand by that. I, I, to this day, the chicken ones are still the best. So, anyway, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> so, okay. So, so we got cancellations right or left and no yeah. presence, no Funko, but Indigo is going strong. No, 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 no. Funko's totally there, but they're not doing their normal panel thing, which the oh. fans go nuts for. The, the, the Funko thing sounds balls. They've um, I've seen gotten some of the much more space than they have. Yeah, um, uh, my friend from Atlanta was actually there, and she was doing, um, you know, she works Comic-Con here, so she was there behind the scenes looking oh, at stuff. Well, why and the hell isn't she sneaking some... me in? I, I didn't get in. Well, she's she back here now. In. She wasn't actually going to the show. <laughs> um, she needs to get me um, in at Comic-Con, but that's a Dragon Con, but that's another story. Uh, um, right on. I've seen some uh, some statuary that Funko had done, and it looked really yeah. cool. So it sounds like. Well, you know, they always way. do something themed, and this year, it's kind of all laid out like a little city. And mm-hmm. even if you didn't win the lottery and get to go to their super cool event, and you get to able to buy all their Funkos and everything, I'm not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> there's still uh, opportunities to do stuff and collect certain pins and buy other Funko Pops. And, you know, there's always that standby line at the end of the day. Will I be able to get in? Uh, There's a cute little uh, young Leia. And, you know, I collect the Star Wars Funkos and and horror Funkos. So there's a cute little Leia from uh, the Obi-Wan series that I need. And then there's a DC Heroes and Villains Funko Biddy set. I don't know if you've seen the biddies yet, but they're teeny tiny. They are smaller than a Lego minifig. And okay. they're pretty stinking cute. And they sell like uh, packs of five. Uh, the four you can see, and you don't know what the fifth one is, but uh, it's, you know, you've got like a, a one in three chance of getting this character or a one in six chance of getting this character. So you got to get some extras and trade and da-da-da and, actually pretty wily on their part. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. 
and sure. I don't usually ask you to get me anything while I'm in Comic Con. Uh, and it's only if you see it, and then it's cool. Okay, that's the caveat. Yeah. You don't. I am starting a battle jacket, and I am actually starting with the San Diego Comic Con pins I got when I was there in 2019. I have nice. quite a few. But I realized going through them, and I also have, some, by the way, some awesome ones from uh, Mardi Gras this year, too. Um, but Ooh, I have awesome. no Bruce Campbell represented at oh, all. Oh, well, you know where those are going to be. Those are going to be at midsummer, like That's a bajillion true. of them. A bajillion you know, of good them. Good point. Maybe, maybe I. Yeah. But, but I also don't have a Doctor Who one, and I need a fourth Doctor one oh. in particular. Oh. Um, so that good choice. So yes, if you said cool for cool fourth doctor, and I would yeah. prefer it with the scarf, if you know. But I'm not. But the big sure. bushy hair is fine too. <laughs> fourth <laughs> but, doctor. I always like the ones with him and K nine. Myself, the pants oh, K-9 patches. Rules. Are you kidding? Right. Awesome. All right. So fourth doctor pin and Bruce Campbell pin. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'm writing Evil this Dead down. 2 also counts. So, like, if it's an Evil 2, like, the Evil 2, Dead 2 skull would be okay, if you understand what I'm saying. But I really want yeah. Bruce Campbell somewhere on the, on, you know, like, as, as Ash, yeah, yeah. preferably. But, I mean, okay. I'll take him and I'll take Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell in any as Ash. I know. Got as, it. I, but it doesn't have to be as, you know, if you see something that's cooler, like, you're like, whoa, that's the awesomest or Bubble Hotep or, you know, something that you didn't expect. He was one expect. of the best Elvises ever. Oh, my God, was he. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen one, but I would totally buy one for myself. So, okay, I've got fourth Dr. Pin and Bruce Campbell as Ash preferred the Bruce Campbell Pin. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Good. I appreciate it. Yeah. So no um, I don't usually ask, yeah. but but that is the place. Oh, I don't mind. That's happen. part of the whole Comic Con thing, you know. Um, uh, my friend Neil, married to Lynn, uh, wants me to get a whole bunch of pictures of the new Starship uh, line coming out. Uh, I think the first one's going to be the Enterprise or NCC one seven zero one Enterprise, um, and this is a new high end. They haven't even announced the price yet. And when they don't tell you how much it's going to cost, you should dare. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, he, he sent me on a mission for that. And then uh, one of our uh, longtime listeners, first-time callers, actually has me on a mission. Uh, Jesse Bartell uh, yeah. is going to have me pick up Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade, uh, which actually sounds like a bitchin' fucking novel. I might have to pick one up for myself. Um, it's about a Padawan who loses her master, so she becomes an Inquisitor, and it just sounds kind of fucking nuts. Yeah, sign me up. And, of course, uh, since it's at Comic-Con, I will get it autographed, and I'll get a cool-ass lightsaber pin that's from the cover. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt for that. Uh, my friend in Germany wants me to pick up the cool little uh, plushy stitch wearing the Cheshire cat outfit. Um, there's a Hannibal cookbook <laughs> from the series that I have to pick up. Um, what else? Like, yeah, yeah. Every time I go to one of these things, I get a, a freaking 
uh, grocery list. And and I'm totally down with it because I I, I don't like to use the word blessed because, you know, I'm an atheist Jew, but I'm kind of fucking blessed. Uh, I got a, a really kick-ass opportunity to see the people who make the shit that I love in video games, comic books, graphic novels, movies, TV, da-da-da. And uh, living where I do, that's pretty fucking rad. Not everyone in the country gets that. No, and, and it really is nothing like it. I've gone twice, and yeah. it's it's an experience and a half. Um, I still say my favorite room is Ballroom 20. I saw the, uh, the Discovery <laughs> of Witches a year before it came out. And that ended up being yeah. one of my favorite shows. And I walked into that panel just by who was on the panel. I had no idea. Um, Ayesh Taylor, who just, you know, who's Lana, of course, in Archer. Not only was on yeah. the Archer panel, but she hosted the the Sci-Fi Wire, uh, you know, which is this big contest. And the, the, the casting there was, you know, every geek you would absolutely want John <laughs> Berriman was on that panel uh, uh, you know uh, Felicia Day was on that panel uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it was just the best and very obvious Felicia Day is all over this Comic Con too she yeah. has got panels and signings over all kinds of different projects you introduced me to the Her Universe fashion show yes, which I did. once again is uh, going on this year, uh, oh, July 20th, in the Harbor Ballroom at the Manchester Grand. And that was, and the one you went to wasn't even as good as the year before, and it was pretty good. So, uh, you know, uh, the swag was way better the year before. I still wear <laughs> the glasses I got from that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, highly recommend. And that's a free event. You don't even have to have a ticket to San Diego Comic-Con to go to the fashion show, which I think is I'm awesome. not sure about that one, but there are a number of events downtown and in the surrounding areas where you don't need a pass. I'm not sure about that one at the Grand. I, but thought, maybe. I, yeah, I think that was like the only one in the Grand that you didn't need a ticket. Because the first time I went, there were people that was only there to see that show, and they weren't there to see the con. Hmm. Um, okay. And the pinball... And and next door to that, of course, is the pinball arcade. Yeah, uh, which is where again, I, going on this year. And um, what, what introduced me to the new Iron Maiden machine. And at Portal, they had it. They had the premier Iron Maiden nice. machine, which was nice. So I was like, yay, I played you before. And then <laughs> I played it last <laughs> So I was very happy to see that machine. So that goes back to Comic-Con. Um, so, um what you got preview night, I assume, also. I that's what you do. The best shopping is baby. always preview night. It is, and this year I, I'm kind of torn. I have to break out and get away from it because the only time I could get a ticket to the off-site for Paramount Plus, something they're calling The Lodge, was uh, that night. But, you know, fuck it. Um, <laughs> if you the standby lines can be hideous at times because, as you said, you don't always need a badge to get in. And, in fact, most of them you don't. Uh, the, the lodge, as they're calling it, is going to have a speakeasy with cocktails related to the series 1923. 
And then uh, there's going to be some SpongeBob stuff, and SpongeBob's always cool. And then there's Star Trek shit. And you know I'm in for the Star Trek shit. And apparently um, Strange New Worlds has a booth down on the floor this year. But again, because of the writers-actors thing, which we'll find about in a couple of hours, who's going to be there? That's this, this whole year is kind of up in the air. Strange New Worlds is, is a hit. Like a bona fide hit. It, uh, Picard did okay. But Strange yeah. New World is, is a hit with the fans and with the critics, and in and, and that they won't be represented at Comic Con is actually rather tragic. I'm actually glad you brought that up because um, you know we don't talk enough Star Trek on this show for my taste. Um, Prodigy, um, I wish I did. <laughs> I don't have hair. <laughs> Prodigy got effed over, kind of bad. Um, this next season is not going to be on Paramount Plus. So first off, hey Paramount Plus, uh, you said I was paying to have all my Star Trek together. What's that all about? Pardon me. And then um, it's canceled after that. It, 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 we're, we're we're assuming that season two, which is done in the can, ready to rock, is going to go over to Nickelodeon, like they did with uh, the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy, which is ostensibly a kid's show. Um, It's kind of aimed young adults, maybe. I don't know. Um, But it's certainly enjoyable. And it's winning all these fucking... It's being nominated for everything, for best animated, for best this and that. And why would you do that, Paramount Plus? Uh, But, you know, they're okay with throwing it away so they can write it off on their taxes. And this but, is a trend I am with, not liking. No, and the the Pink Lady show just got canceled right? also. And they're going to pull Bullshit. it completely. And it turned Bullshit. out it's been nominated for Emmys. Like, two, at least two. You know, uh, and, and yet it's going to not only be canceled, it's being wiped out. So, folks, with... They uh, did the, the same thing to Willow. And Willow yeah. was a hell of a fun series. And I didn't get to see it. I actually did and not get to see it. It didn't have it, time to build its audience. It's bull. No, it's Natalie says it was pretty good. And that's I, Natalie. I mean, he hates everything. So you know, people that are into you know the <laughs> problematic networks, yeah. you know, start hoarding some stuff. You know, because it's mm-hmm. very media. Media is king. Very problematic networks, you know, that have huge hubs and don't get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I read uh, a really interesting thing online. I just got one, proposed... by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. I have one now. I've never had one before. Oh, right on. <clears throat> I just read a really interesting uh, proposition online. Someone said, okay, you can write it off on your taxes, but then it becomes public domain motherfucker. And uh, I kind of like that, actually. Oh, I might absolutely. be down for something like that. It yeah, is you interesting. Have to, you have to put it on canopy. I mean, <laughs> if we're paying for it, if it's our tax dollars at work writing that shit off, if you're doing this for a purely economical reason, why shouldn't the general public get something out of it? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Canopy is the app that works with the library system. So yeah. put it on Canopy. <laughs> oh, I I use that all the time during the madness. 
Oh God, no! It's, and and it has the and, and the secret weapon is it has the entire A24 catalog. Um, you yeah, know, that's, yeah. which is the absolute <laughs> secret. Matter of fact, I haven't even seen Men yet, and I know I have Canopy. It's probably time to watch it. Um, so uh, that's from last year. Uh, I missed Alex Garland's last film, so uh, <laughs> I need to fix that. Big time, need to fix that. Actually, it's interesting. Uh, um, Nathan said he's never seen uh, Ex Machina. So we got to fix that oh. too. Uh, nice. so. Just because Alex Garland has another movie coming out. But anyway, good summer. So far, I think the summer movies have been good. Um, not amazing. They're did underperforming, you, but they've been good. But the convention scene has been kind of knocked out of Huh? I have did not. Did you get a chance to see Dial of Destiny yet? I no, went to the I, uh, premiere event seen, at the El Capitan. That's right. You said that. How was that? Um, the event itself was a lot of fun. Uh, they gave us uh, two secret surprise Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny Funko Pops wrapped nice. in brown paper, so we don't know what they are. Uh, cool commemorative uh, tin popcorn bucket and da-da-da. And, uh, the costumes were up in the, uh, the lobby there. Really, if you get a chance to see a premiere of a Disney thing at uh, the El Capitan, which Disney owns – can't recommend it enough. And, it, you know, it starts with this giant, gorgeous Wurlitzer organ coming out from the, the floor of the stage. It, the whole thing is just bitching. As for the movie itself, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm ready to go see it again, um, as opposed to Crystal Skull, which I watched one time on my phone screen, I think. And I said, yeah, that's, that's one time more than I really needed to see that. This was a hell of a lot of fun. And all the well, crying, whiny babies who are all, oh, that third act, what is that doing in there? It's like, dude, have you been watching these movies? Did you see the part where there was a thousand-year-old crusader? Did you see the part where the wrath of God came down and ate all the Nazis' faces? This is your hill you want to die on. This one here. Uh, not 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 magical mystical Shankara storms. Not pulling a guy's heart out through his chest. No no no. This is too much for y'all. Whatever, whiny <laughs> fanboys. Um, how nope. was Phoebe Waller Bridge as an as an action hero? Because I really really fucking love Fleabag, but it doesn't show <laughs> that she can pull this off. Yeah, you know, I think the movie is better not only for her acting, but for her writing. Uh, the character is good. I think they could have gone a little bit more, but, you know, it is Disney, Lucas, Spielberg, da-da-da, so I understand. But, uh, yeah, um, I have no problem with a female archaeologist adventurer. And uh, I think uh, a lot of why uh, the whiny fanboys, especially, let's be clear, the incel part of the whiny fandom, had a problem with her is because originally uh, there was a rumor about an ending with her, which I won't mention until after you see it, but um, uh-huh. you know, eh, those people have a, a problem with strong women, right? I mean, that's pretty well established. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about the mummy movies. No one bitched about Rachel Vice and she's there using swords and jumping on cars and shit along with Brendan Fraser. 
And Marion so, Ravenwood fucking punched out guys and drank uh, big Nepalese dudes under the table. Come on. Yeah, well, I have – Marion Ravenwood's one of my favorite, like, heroines of all time. Here, I mean, here. hell, I mean, if you think about Princess Leia, first thing she does is shoot yep. a motherfucker. That's the first thing you yep. see Leia do is shoot a motherfucker. Like, it wasn't Han that shot first. It was Leia. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so. No, she I was mean, a full-on badass. You're coming and, to rescue me? Nah, I think I'll rescue you because you're fucking you know, this up. Yeah. Love yeah, her. She knows, she's, you know, my, my girls were badasses, even if they had ended up being damsels in distress because of bad writing. Like, I see, I'm looking uh-huh. at you, Andy, Raiders of Lost Ark. <laughs> Uh, well, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that uh, Spielberg wanted her to be more wi- our damsel in distress and shrieking, and that's why he got Willie Scott in the next one. And that works so well. <laughs> well, he married her. Oh, you know, well, you know. she's hot. <laughs> I mean, this is beautiful. Yeah, she was also in it. Wasn't she in Dream Dreamscape? Yeah, I like that movie a lot. She was in Dreamscape. Yeah. She's pretty, and she's pretty I hot. I could say that again. I loved that movie when I was a kid. So, uh, you know, let's talk about an unsung gem with a scary snake monster. Uh, yeah. You know, you know I, 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 may, I don't know if Nathan's seen that. He just, he's scared of snakes. That one might actually bother him. So, Ooh, um, yeah. very realistic uh, uh, fallout imagery which i think is really cool oh, so but anyway that movie's cheesy but it's awesome i digress uh so uh well it's ten thirty. why don't you sum up some more sum up your san diego comic-con and let's jump over briefly to midsummer scream which is you know no mm-hmm. takeaway it's a it's two weeks after that they always are back to back one week one week oh my god one way but they don't compete. Matter of fact, the audience is often there's people that go to both, like you, um, and yes. they're very different audiences. Though I mean, like like Family yeah. is a pop culture audience. Midsummer Scream is a haunter horror. horror actors. Yep. Uh, you know, it's 100%. really aimed at the amusement park industry, and it's it's phenomenal. And I'm so glad to see them. Because when I went to Comic Con and remember we bumped into the guys giving out stickers and I was so excited to meet them, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. there were only about ten thousand people that went there that year and now it's like a hundred thousand. So uh, you know, it's yeah, you know, it survived COVID. I don't know how well it's gonna do. You know, it's still recovering from that, but the uh, walkthroughs got hit. Oh my god, but that's another story. Even though technically. <laughs> Though uh, Nathan and I always said the safest place during COVID was a walkthrough because everyone's wearing masks. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so sum up San Diego Comic Con and what you Summing hope happens. Comic Con. Um, I guess I break Comic Con down into panels, games, signings, movies, and offsites. For panels, there's a bunch of stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, Patton Oswalt and Jordan Blum's Minor Threats, which uh, we've talked about a little bit on the show before, is an amazing book. The uh, Collected Issues just came out this week. Uh, there's going to be some spin-off books, and I wouldn't be at 
all surprised if Hollywood comes sniffing around and we see minor threats uh, on TV or movie down down the road. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to be doing stuff with Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. I'm a big Adventure Time fan, so I can't wait to see what this new series looks like. Um, Believe it or not, I'm kind of excited for the new Zoo Review signing. Um, If you're a a baby Gen Xer, um, you might remember uh, the new Zoo Review, which was back in the days of Hobo Kelly and Dusty's Treehouse and all those uh, live action Ah. uh, with puppets, kids things. And so um, my brother Cameron has uh, sent me on a mission to go see what they're signing (laughs) and get him some. Um, As far as films go, um, everyone's talking about Talk to Me. Uh, They're calling it a breakout horror hit. So there's a panel and there's an advanced screening. So fucking sign me up for that, yo. Oh, fucking go. um, Yeah, right? And then if we're talking merch, oh, my God. There is so much shit to talk about. New Dragon Ball Z figures. New uh, Gargoyles Goliath, which just looks phenomenal. Star Wars. Marvel. Indiana Jones. Pacific Rim. 10th anniversary. A Gypsy Danger 2-pack for 70 bucks that... I think I need. I don't know. I think I need. There's oh, so, you know, Funko and Hallmark has some beautiful ornaments. Uh, there's a. I've been calling him Darth Revan, but someone said Darth Revan recently. <laughs> so anyway, he's got a Hallmark ornament coming out. The tenth Doctor, uh, David Tennant, has a Hallmark ornament coming out. So, yeah, uh, Tiki mugs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shit posters. There's a booberry. There's a glow-in-the-dark fucking booberry. Um, I'm going to have to have that. I mean, it's booberry and it glows in the dark. Um, there's a hologram uh, speeder bike, Imperial speeder bike dude. Going to need him. Uh, Star Wars micro... <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. Oh, 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 and Natalie actually is excited about the chocolate bars, which I should mention because it's a secret thing. Don't tell anyone, but um, there's this uh, little gourmet company that does these amazing chocolate bars, and uh, they're a limited run, ten bucks a piece. Uh, they're sold. Hang on a second. Oh, yay! My turn. <laughs> Uh, they're gourmet flavors made exclusively for con, and they, they change every year, and they make a limited amount of them, and when they're sold out, they're done. And last year, um, they're $10 a piece, but inside one of them, there's a golden ticket for uh, $100 for a Starbucks. And um, so last year, we bought eight of them thinking, oh, my God, we're never going to eat this much. And they were so delicious, we finished them all. Uh, I was so surprised. And um, this year they have like a, like a white chocolate uh, graham uh, cracker, almost like a s'more kind of a thing with ube. And then um, they have a peanut butter and jelly chocolate. And they have a – hold on. Ah, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't scroll. Ah, broke it. Broke it. Oh, uh, uh, crop circle 
crunch with a uh, white chocolate, uh, crispy sweet cornbread and dried blueberries, and then a Cosmic Play Crackle is the last one, which is a dark chocolate with uh, strawberry pop rocks, freeze-dried strawberries, and basil. And it, they sound like, you know, they're they're more of like a pop thing that they, they're just, you know, trying to get people in. They are delicious. I was so surprised. So this year I'm sending him to Comic-Con with 80 bucks and said, okay, <laughs> bring back eight more. <laughs> Well, sounds fantastic. Um, I always feel happy and sorry for you at this time of year, Nat, because someday someday you guys are going to have to just buy one of the houses next to you and annex it, and that's what's going to happen. You know, the cats cats need more room, too, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for letting me... uh, talk about the uh, chocolate that I'm super excited Anytime. about. Anytime. Uh, are, oh. are you doing the madness with us this year? Because I know you know a lot about vampires. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. Uh, I am not usually one to make lists, and um, I, I have to confess, I, I've started a list. So. Nice. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. And we'll talk yeah, thank call you. Call in any time that you know that. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm going to give you back to Aaron. All righty. He has a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, two quick things. Hulu uh, yes. is doing a little sub-brand for their adult animation and anime. It's going to be called Hulu Anna Mayhem. So there's going to be an immersive activation for that. Um, there's also, of course, Adult Swim. Um, we're going to get an uh, Avenger Brothers movie, and we're going to get a Death Clock movie. Fucking super excited for that. And then uh, probably my favorite horror series in years is uh, AMC's uh, Interview with the Vampire, and they're going to have an installation. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know what that's all about if and when I get through that. Excellent. So, so let's let's go ahead and continue with the horror. Since we vampires, good segue. So, Midsummer screens a week later, which is in I believe Long yeah. Island, and July is, July twenty eighth through thirtieth at the Long Beach Convention Center. Long Beach. I said Long Island. That's New York. And Long it Beach. is the world's largest Halloween and horror convention. Uh, you're going to see previews from. Uh, local haunted attractions and Halloween events all over Southern California, the Inland Empire, even kind of going into Central California the past couple days. Um, You're going to see celebrity guests, of course. You're going to see film, TV, video games, uh, literally hundreds of vendors to shop from, and the Hall of Shadows, which is always a blast. Uh, the Hall of Shadows is this massive hall filled with haunted walkthroughs and displays uh, showcasing, uh, you know, the the best pro and uh, house haunters from all over the area, and that's always a blast. There's about a dozen of those uh, little mini areas set up within this giant hall. And uh, they've already announced a few of them. I mean, and 
you know, you, you, if you're in the amusement park industry in Los Angeles and you have a horror element yeah. in anything, you are at this show. If you're not at this show, you're doing Absolutely. something wrong. Disney had their Haunted Mansion anniversary there a couple years back. Um, you know, there was this year, the they were going to have a Lost Boys reunion, and that was going to launch an entire tour of the United yeah. States. Now that's all in jeopardy. Um, which I'm kind yep. of, as a matter of fact, there's already been a cancellation on that on that um, panel because once again, because of you know writers, you know a lot of these actors are writers. Yeah. That's the problem with with geeks is that we write and we act because sometimes we have to yeah. produce our own shit. So you know there's that going yeah. on, and you know and we work for the the and then they work for corporations to make money to do their own shit. Um, uh, yeah. People being canceled on panels. But anyway, I digress. But uh, that's so uh, what are you most looking – what's the big thing this year? What are you looking for, most forward to? Uh, well, the overall theme this year is ghoulish games, uh, celebrating order in gaming. So, you know, everything from creepy board games and toys to video games and zombies. And, yeah, I, I, that's my shit, yo. I'm, I'm there for panels, presentations – a game room, bring it on. And then to tie back into what you were saying about us being the epicenter of the theme park industry, um, some of my favorite panels are those guys and gals that come in to tell us about how they put together their shit and what we can expect in the next year. Um, This year we have a panel Saturday, um, the uh, Halloween Horror Night creative director and executive producer from Universal Studios Hollywood is coming in to, you know, basically run us through the design process and the details on what we can look forward for this year. Um, that, that, that gentleman is John Murdy. That's going to be Saturday, July 30th in the Grand Ballroom. Uh, we have Walter Magnuson, who is the executive director of the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, he'll that's he'll the talk about the new stuff coming up. That's the hundred. That was the what it was. The hundred year, and I have it as a, on the slideshow. Hundred year anniversary of the yeah. So they, yeah, it's and they've got all things planned for that. You yeah. got Mark Wing, the Six Flags Magic Mountain Entertainment and Events Senior Creative Supervisor. You got Ken Parks, the Corporate Director of Creative Development and Cedar Fair Entertainment Company. Nice, right. And they have a very good um, horror haunt in Cedar Point. So that's why here. Yeah, it's good. I've gone to both, and now not Scary Farm is on its own line. And but, Scary but Farm, the, fuck yeah. yeah! I've been but, going to Scary Farm since I was a kid. Back when Elvira used to do her live shows there, which were well, awesome. Well, that wasn't that that long ago, but yeah. Oh, I well, know yeah, I, it wasn't that long ago that she stopped doing them, but she was doing them. Back in the day, I mean, I think I was still in high school when she was doing them. That's true, but uh, but Cedar Fair, Cedar Point has a pretty decent walkthrough. Um, I I went nice. one year, so that was good. So but, you know, Cedar um, Fair is always good. Um, Horrorbuzz.com has what they call their screaming room, which uh, is a a film programming of a bunch of uh, shorts and indie horror and beginning filmmakers. And they give out uh, awards, and I think there's prize money involved, too. Uh, the Black Cat Lounge 
is a kitten adoption center. You can take a break from the con, go inside, and you know, pet and cuddle or adopt a black cat or kitty. Um, there's Paranormal Pixies Pumpkin Patch, which is a, a children's zone. It's a, a gore-free, scare-free area. Uh, there's all kinds of musical acts and storytellers. There's a whole craft area set up. And, you know, just taking a break and making your own silly putty or, you know, um, cutting out a vampire and coloring it or whatever is kind of fun even when you're an adult. Um, So I I recommend taking a look at that. And then there's all kinds of celebrity guests. Um, The Boulay brothers are headlining this year. Yay. Uh, They're awesome. Make sure you go see them. You know I'm going to. Their panel is so good. So uh, I, I can't wait. They have uh, panels on both Saturday and Sunday. Oh, nice. So I probably yeah, have so. to go to both. And you know what? They're uh, going to do full costume changes the entire week. Right on. They, they did for us the Days of the Dead. They were like four or five separate outfits. <laughs> have they Have they uh, recorded for us uh, – um, they the madness not. thing. They have what? They well, have not. the heck with that. I need to track them down then. <laughs> I, I think we need them to say "Enjoy your madness" for us, don't you? Uh-huh. Yes, um, oh, absolutely. I'll see what I can do. No. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, let's see. And then you know, uh, you've got actors like Rachel True, um, Jason Patrick, uh, the 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 voice of Freddie from Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, Kellen Goff is going to be there signing autographs. Tom Holland. Um, it's, it's just a blast and a half. Oh, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Trevor Henderson, who is <laughs> the creator of the viral uh, Siren Head urban legend lo-fi horror oh, thing. Yes, I know about Siren Head. I've seen some videos. I love Siren Head. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, what, which... Which, uh, 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 you said it earlier, there's two of them. Whatchamacallit, before that. Actors, uh, Jason Patrick, maggots, okay. Michael, no. you're eating maggots. No? Uh, no, uh, no, that's, never mind, uh, it's all good. Rachel, Rachel True from The Craft. Yeah, you said that. No, it wasn't an actor, you said something. Uh, Tom, I can't Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, who directed Child's Play and Fright Night. Okay, I thought I figured it was that Tom Holland, but I wanted to make sure because yep. there is Spider-Man Tom Holland. And oh, that's right. Out, no, no, not that Spider-Man. Wouldn't be out Although, the possibility for him to show up. <laughs> Although, um, I was going to say, I forgot um, when we were talking Comic-Con, uh, the Spider-Man 2 video game, uh, it, well, supposedly, we'll see what happens, is supposed to have the full cast, including Tony Todd, who does the voice of Venom. And I've never met Tony Todd. It's kind of like a bucket list thing for me because I just so weird because I've him. met him a couple of times. I've never met uh, before COVID. I was going to go see him at Days of the Dead in Las Vegas, and uh-huh. it didn't happen. Uh, it makes me sad. Um, I also uh, when we were talking about Comic Con, I forgot. You know, it's been a really good year for our fellow geeks. I, quite a few of my friends have been winning festivals and stuff again, which has been nice. But a big one at San Diego Comic Con. Um, 
Oh, and of course, Elizabeth Emily Bennett won the Chainsaw on the Fangoria Awards. Oh my God! But that was that was awesome. But Beth Alcamando, who's been also been on our show, it's been a very good year for people on our show. Um, she won yeah. the Bob Clampett Humanitarian Award at San Diego for San Diego Comic Con, and that is a oh, big fucking deal. That yeah. you know, yeah, she's been part of KB, uh, KPBS since 1987, wow. uh, which I didn't realize she'd been there that long. Um, and then she's say, I mean, she's she's got the film gigs at Digital Gym, which is how I met her, and she came on the show. Um, and she's helped save, you know, theaters in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's. You know, she's a founder of film festivals, and um, it could not happen to a cooler person. And I've right. met her. We've only met in person one time together, and guess where it was? San Diego Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, congratulations, Beth. Uh, couldn't happen to a better person or more deserving. So uh, I, I've been dancing since I found out. Anyway, I had to make sure I said that before we go off air. So go ahead. I'm really glad you did. Oh, and I guess I should mention something about all the frickin' um, vendors. Uh, It's it's crazy how big uh, the vendor's room is. It's something like 350 vendors, artists, artisans, anything you can think of is pretty much there. Um, I guarantee I will find uh, evil dead pins there. But also, they've got, you know, beautiful uh, tiki mugs that, you know, you can't just go to the store or climb onto uh, Amazon and get. You know, someone actually took time and crafted this thing and poured their heart out into it. Or uh, clothing, masks, posters, uh, prints, all kinds of decorations, of course, for the holidays for uh, Halloween specifically, um, it's just amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for your recaps when you go. Um, hopefully, well, we are now an hour from the SAG AFTRA strike. I'm going to go to CNN live on T on air right now and see if there's been any update. There may not have been. Might be too soon, but. Let's hope it doesn't make it any worse, right? You know. Yep. True that. Uh, oh, all I see is Bergosian. Oh, that that shit's been interesting. <laughs> um. Anyway, da, 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 da. no things about priests molesting kids. No, no, I don't see any. <laughs> nothing, nothing good. Nothing good. But we see black smoke come out of the meeting. Well, I mean, how does this work? I don't know. I'll have to Is it like out. electing a pope? I I don't know. I don't think I it's don't like remember. electing a pope. That would not be good. I don't know. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to go to the Twitter tweet 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 because that's where they'll write some shit. <laughs> All right. Okay, I've been following so, so many writers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So one of us has an Instagram account because I have no idea how to use threads and I don't have an Instagram account. I got the gram. Maybe you should delve into that. All right. Well, first I'm looking here. Latest on SAG strike. Uh, Or season kicking off. Blah, blah, blah. 
on the eve of a double strike with SAG possibly joining the WGA, I have no effects dinosaurs will die rolling around my head. Yes. I, I am very pro-union on this. Let's see. Um, oh, God, this doesn't look good. I just hope uh, the AMPTP, the producers, uh, gets its shit together by Halloween because I'm fucked after that. I'm already fucked for the next 1.5 months with the SAG strike because I got I get most of my jobs uh, at the moment from my SAG friend. Ouch. Okay, well, I'm not seeing anything saying yes, definitely, but everyone. Well, I, I'm glad to hear there was some backlash about that whole starving them out bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's I, like I'm we'll just... actually wondering if uh, the actors and the the writers won't come down to Comic-Con because uh, a lot of the people, including Netflix, who has been really fucking things up uh, on the residual side, especially, I don't know about the AI side, but uh, the streaming residual thing, it's Netflix saying, let's starve them out and fuck them over. Um, oh, I I'm know. Reading, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm reading Shame one up. here that says there should really be a ball drop that drops at midnight, like new year for the SAG strike. So, well, yeah, and that was 15 minutes ago. So I guess we don't got nothing yet. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. All right. So Comic-Con is what again? It's the, it's the 19th through 19th. the 23rd. Yeah. Wednesday night, the 19th is preview night. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, of course, no Hall H this year. And then once again, and then uh, the following weekend, the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th is uh, Midsummer Screen. So there's like three days uh, apart. Just, just uh, Friday the 28th, Saturday mm-hmm. the 29th, and Sunday the 30th. No uh, Thursday night. Oh, no Thursday night. Okay, so it's just three days. And, Either way, um, that's only four days from, like, you're not even recovered from Comic-Con, but oh we have God. to go another one. Oh, God. And, you know, my back is so messed up from... Uh, our garage door <laughs> opener broke a while back, uh-huh. so I've been doing it by hand, and, you know, I haven't been lifting right because it's on the ground. You know, how can you lift with your knees if you, you've got to go down to the ground? Anyway. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. um, I'm looking at the calendar. Let's tentatively yeah. meet on the 2nd of August, which is three weeks from today, um, and that would give you, that would be both conventions plus a couple days to recover. And we'll come okay. back and we will see how, if the strike happened, how all of this, yeah. we'll find out. Also, uh, I should mention that uh, Nathan Hamilton has another show coming up. Uh, it is on the 22nd for free at Dat Barbecue with Deep South Wrestling. Um, and so if you're in the Atlanta area and want some good barbecue and a free show, and these are really good, like it's, these promoters are, I mean, these, these wrestlers are legit. They easily could move on to the bigger leagues. Um, that's at three o'clock on the 22nd at that barbecue on Memorial nice. Avenue. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. Just make sure you bring like a hat or an umbrella because it is outside. So other than that, um, we're going to leave tonight because we're going to talk vampires. I'm, and um, August is always a big one for the vampires. So, or, or for, um, that's always our, like, you know, getting things ready for the madness, but not really working that hard on it yet episode. So we'll figure out what our things <laughs> are going to be that month. Uh, but in the meantime, let's, let's, uh, go ahead and we'll leave with one of my favorite vampire um, outros you could possibly have. My girl's 
Donna Cancer from the San Francisco Bay Area. And her hit was 45 Graves, and that would be Surf Bat. So good night. Thank you, Raven. Thank you, Nathan. For And Aaron, thank you for giving us all the skinnies of what's happening in the Southland. My pleasure. And you have As fun. Always, my pleasure. Don't take, take a lot of pain meds. You're going to need them. <laughs> uh, yep. Just remember that. And, uh, you know. <laughs> But remember, the most important thing is is having fun and meeting people at Comic-Con because that's what it's all about. No doubt. So so pictures, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. (laughs) It's a deal. Good night, everyone.